Hello, I'm Anna. And I'm Bethany, and we're trying to review every Jane Austen adaptation ever. Welcome to Austen Translation, the only Jane Austen podcast that covers the character's star signs that we know of. This week we watched Prada Tonada, which is a modern day adaptation of Sense and Sensibility. Um, oh my god, it's quite old. Sorry, I went to look up the year. It's 2011. Really? Huh. Look at us, our age. It's quite old. It's it's like, quite, 2011 isn't that old. It's like um, 10 years ago. Yeah, but I mean, I was thinking about Alexa Vega. No, sorry, I meant, it's quite, I meant it's quite old, sorry. As in, it's like, I meant the opposite. Sorry. It's quite young? <laughs> yeah, I thought it'd be early 2000s. Oh, so did I. Yeah, sorry, I don't know, I'm tired, I'm sorry. <laughs> I meant as in like, I don't know what I meant by that. Anyway, <laughs> it's, it's not as old as I thought it was. I was surprised, I really expected this to be a bit shit in the same vein as um, Material Girls. I think I really just associated it because they're both kind of modern adaptations of yeah, Sense and Sensibility and they're both like early 2000s vibes, although it clearly isn't early 2000s. I mean, I guess... It explains how good it is, I think. <laughs> what? Oh, the fact that it was later? Yeah. That's why I got yeah. later and older confused. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think it explains a lot, actually, because I was like... We both texted about it, and I was like, it's a surprisingly accurate adaptation that is minimally offensive. <laughs> yes? Minimally, as in, I was expecting worse. <laughs> Yeah, true, true, true. Um, so yeah, it was. I I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it, and not even in a like ironic "this is so bad it's good" kind of way. Yeah, no, yeah, like it's actually got some quality about it. Yeah. So it opens showing kind of like scenic shots of Beverly Hills. The intro. So yeah, it's just showing them kind of one bookish girl. They've got a really fancy car. Um, yeah, so it's showing like one bookish girl in the library doing bookish things. And um, then there's one girl who's like, it shows like a big mansion, and then there's one girl that's like shopping and buying designer stuff. He's the girl from Spy Kids. There's a girl called Mary. No? Yes, yeah. so there's a girl called Mary who's played by um, Camilla Bell. And... No, that's the other way around. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's because I, I I just feel like Mary's a nerdier name. Yeah, sorry. it is. I literally was about to say that. I but then it's Marianne. So, oh, so sorry. Mary. Mar- Alexa Vega plays Mary, the Marianne character in this situation who is doing the shopping. And then Camilla Bell plays Nora. Eleanor, um, I get it now. Wow. Yes, Nora, Eleanor. Um, and she's the bookish one. They've kind of, because these two women are Latina. So. Yeah, they've l- Latinified. The That's what I was going to say, Latinized. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> We've fully made that word up, but anyway. Um, but yeah, so for context, it's Latina, they have Mexican heritage. Yes. So that. That's kind of probably where the names went. They're both doing their own thing, aren't they? Like, um, Nora's, like, in the library studying. Mary's trying on different outfits in a fancy shop. And then simultaneously, they both yell, Dad! Dad! I've just got... I was like, why have I got Dad with two exclamation marks here? <laughs> yes, they all, they both yell Dad just randomly to themselves. And then they turn up at this big house 
um, one of them's holding a huge cake. Um, there's a guy outside of their house cutting topiary, like uh, shaping oh a hedge in the shape of a man. It's supposed to be their father. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, that looks just like Dad. It's just in the shape of a very vague man it is like, shape. almost like you might not know it was a man. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like it's like when, you know, the pictures on toilet doors of just the outline of a, a masculine figure. Yeah. Well, it's like a man from the torso up with his arms out. Yeah, I'm not sure what the pose is supposed to be. Anyway, if this guy, he clearly wasn't super, super experienced in topiary or he had a very specific artistic vision that we're just not getting. But anyway, um, yes, he's cutting topiary that's supposed to be their dad because i'd like to point out the topiary does have the mustache though oh yeah i wasn't really looking too closely but i I feel like yes it did have that um his father has a prominent mustache which is featured in the hedge version of him yes (laughs) um that's pretty much it's like i'm trying to think if someone was making a hedge of you like what would be that defining feature mine would be curly hair I suppose yours would also now be curly hair. Yeah, I know, which is weird because, like, um, I've recently got a perm. Yeah, for much of my life, I had sort of slightly wavy but mostly straight hair. Um, And now I've got a perm and it definitely is my defining feature. I mean, I also used to have, like, brightly coloured hair and stuff, so I guess I'd have blue hair. I feel like my hair is one of my defining features. I also wear glasses, so I feel like that might be one. Yeah, it would be the glasses and the hair. So yeah, they they come in and they're talking to their maid who's called Carmita. She's made some kind of a special stew. Yeah, because it's their dad's birthday, which is why it's a special occasion. Mm-hmm. And um, she says that her, their dad brings a bride. Although the stew is supposed to attract a bride. Oh, is it? Yeah. I thought she said that he he brings a bride with him. No, no. that's why she's like, ew, dump it in the bin. And And Mary is not happy about this. She, like, runs out of the room and Nora goes after her and tries to reason with her. And Mary's standing in front of a gigantic painting of what we learn is their dead mother. Um, Which is definitely not what happens in Sensibility, but, you know. (laughs) This is a weird thing, they say. Like, Nora's like, well, she's not very talkative, is she? Like, the woman in the painting. And Mary goes, she's beautiful and she'll never age. Yes, she's a painting. They've clearly got like weird issues. Like, <laughs> yeah, and also she'll never age is just a weird thing. Like, like oh, yeah, but your, your dad like is something a serial killer man would say. Yeah, she'll, she'll never age. As the just... reason why he's murdering women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just keep her forever, and she'll be mine, and she'll never talk back to me. Yeah, yeah, literally. They um so yeah they're arguing because I think Nora's like yes he can't be in the house alone all the time and Mary's like no ma- woman would be good enough for our father and then he comes in and he's like obviously like the classic like he's just here for a good time not a long time literally um, <laughs> spoiler um and then he's like no no don't argue and then he just like makes some dance with him yeah some kind of mariachi song comes on yeah it's like a traditional mexican song that's not what's weird about it um then he and the daughters are like dancing and it kind of really slows down like you know when they just slow-mo it 
Yeah, they slow mow it and they're dancing around like really like no one is no one else is dancing. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's supposed to do, like they think it's weird as well, but it's like cute and funny. So it slow mows down and then it's like, oh, Dad's having a heart attack. Yeah, he starts falling and at first they think he's like just dancing still. <laughs> and they're like, oh no. And then he literally um dies right there and then. Because then yeah. the next scene is his funeral. Yeah, well, it, the mariachi song transitions to sad violin, and you're like, oh, he's definitely dead now. And their Tia, I'm not sure, because I, I was trying to figure out if this is like, she's related to their dad somehow. I'm not sure no, if it's his it? sister. It's, it's, um, it's their mum's sister. Is it the mum's? Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, she's they just call her Tia, which is just a general Which means auntie in Spanish. Auntie. Then she's like a perfect funeral for him. Even the mariachis are drunk. Well, just, yeah, I know. She's like slight comments about the dad. Theme. Just throwing shade at his funeral. He's barely cold. He's literally not even in the ground yet. <laughs> literally. Savage. And they're like, what the heck? This man and this woman turn up. There's a guy in a suit and then a white lady in, like, a really inappropriate outfit. Yeah, so there's a Latina man and a white lady, then they turn up, and she, they're like, who is that? And then he, she, she just, she just, she doesn't even go, there's something I need to tell you. She's, she's just like, she drops it, she's like, oh yeah, it's your brother. And they're like, what? Who? Surprise! brother? Because, yeah, like, you, I literally was like, there's no sugar coat in that, is it? No, but then she's like, your father had an affair before they were, bo- before you were born. Your mum forgave him. Come on, man. Um, and then they're in like they're with the will solicitor. Yeah, they're doing like I don't know if they're doing the will reading or they're just they're talking. just kind of just talking about like how this brother affects the will. I think and um, <laughs> the will guy's like it's very clear it has to be split three ways. And then Mary's like, but he's illegitimate. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I don't think she says he's a bastard, but that's almost yeah. what she says. So. Gabe's girlfriend particularly is very keen to get a third of the assets. Um, And then it's revealed. So they're arguing about whether Gabe should even get the money. And then the man's like, your father had nothing. There's nothing to split anyway. It's meaningless, yeah. So, um, and they're like, not sure how they're going to survive. Apparently he was in a lot of debt. Yeah, and they have to pay off the debts as well. Yeah. And then the woman is like, we've been talking. We're going to buy the house off you, basically. Which would solve their money problems. But yeah. like, as in, it would just get them to zero, I think. Rather yeah. than like... Um, if to nada, you might say. <laughs> <laughs> At first, they don't, like, they, there's like a slight... Um, what's the word? Mary's resisting like, this. Yeah, a resistance from Mary. But Nora's basically like, we don't have any other option. So. Yeah, and they basically, the girlfriend and Gabe Jr., which is his name, um, they resell homes for a living and uh, they say, oh, you can stay um, as long as you want. And then the girlfriend's like, until you're ready to go. It's his wife as well, actually. Is it his wife? Yeah, oh, I thought it was his girlfriend. his wife, yeah. yeah. Which is why what happens later is so surprising how flippant it is there, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... It's, I think this is very accurate portrayal of what happens in Sense of Sensibility because they're like, yeah, you can stay here for... Gabe's like, for as long as you need it. She's like, well, until you find somewhere else. And then Yeah, but I don't think they even... In Sense of Sensibility, I don't think they even... Oh, no, they do stay. 
No, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. They stay bit. until they can find somewhere, but then there's literally what happens here. Pressure to get out. Yeah. And then so she immediately starts, like, obliterating all their childhood memories because they've got, like, quite an authentically Latina home. And um, <laughs> she's just, like, literally smashing through it with a bulldoze. <laughs> yeah. And then a random guy turns up at the door and she's like, who is this? And she, he starts... Laura answers the door and she thinks it's Mary. So she's like... She's like, if you were to stop smoking weed or something, and he's like, you know, that's illegal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she starts, like, talking to him about the legalisation of cannabis. Yeah, they start debating it. I don't know. Well, they call it pot the whole way through, which makes me cringe a bit, but... Yeah, and, and then she's pro the legalisation. I'm not sure what Edward's stance is, but anyway, we find out it's Edward, uh, who is we Olivia. We called it Edward Ferris because the other woman's name is Ferris. So... Yeah, but it's it's Ferris, but they've just changed it slightly. Yeah, I was literally like, they've really, it's literally just Edward Ferris. He's a lawyer in this, so she's a law student, she reveals. Oh, yes. Immediately, you're like, there's chemistry between these two. So he comes in, and um, I think Olivia comes up and is like, basically, just like, oh, look how much you've grown or something. And he's like, don't infantilize me in front of this beautiful woman. <laughs> and then, like, Olivia's immediately like, ew. The topiary dad turns up a lot during this whole storyline. I think Nora finds Gabe picking at the topiary dad, and he's just like, like, I never met him because my mum said that he abandoned us. And Nora's like, oh, that's strange because he was so, family was so important to him. I know. I literally was like, like a knife through the heart. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and then they're at lunch. Yeah. And Mary turns up. She's like proper, like, absolutely off her tits. <laughs> she, she says before she comes, she's actually sitting with her friend, her other rich friend smoking. And she's like oh, I'm going to be poor, no more high-protein diet, poor people only eat carbs. <laughs> Just such a very... so weird as well, because I was like, is that... That's easy? a very early 90s, I mean, early 2000s joke. So Mary's, like, absolutely smoked up, and um, she, she, she says to Edward, you look so nice, and you're like... And then she goes to um, Olivia, and she goes, and you're like, boop, and she boops her on the nose. No, she boops her on the head. She oh, she boops her on the head. head. Sorry. Um, but yeah, which I really did enjoy. She's like so out out of it as well. Literally, like as it is in the books. Um, Olivia's like, is it Nora or Mary who has to move rooms because she wants Edward? I think to it's have Mary's room. She's like, you'll have to leave your room because I want Edward to stay in your room because it's got the better view. Yeah. And then Edward's like, yikes! Like Edward Ferris, he doesn't. Ferris, he doesn't say anything. He doesn't like, say anything, no, but he's... And then, well, to be fair, I don't think he really has a chance because Mary's immediately like, no. Olivia wants Mary and Nora to go to the basement. Um, and then she just fully, like, drops any pretense because uh, Gabe's like, oh, no, don't, you don't, they don't have to go to the basement. And she's like, we cannot keep the orphans that come with this house. Like, we might... We bought the house, we don't have to keep the orphans that come with it like, right in front of everyone, and then it was like, oh, it's really going down now. Yeah, and then, like, Nora snapped. She's basically, like, Mary's like, I won't be chucked out of my own house or something, and Nora's like, no, we're going to leave. Like, we can't, this is not our house anymore. 
and she says, sell the house and buy yourself some cloths. Yes. Well, first of all, and then we realised that they literally own everything in the house as well. Yeah. So they just have their clothes and shit. They don't get any. And also the car is in Mary's name, so they have the car. Yeah. Well, for now, anyway. For um, now. So um, they literally leave, like, that moment. Like, they grab what stuff they have. And then they grab, they get into Mary's car and... Um, Carmita, the maid, gives um, Nora a box as they're leaving and says, this belonged to your dad. Yeah, so that's... So, yeah, like, the, the staff are really, like, fun characters in this. And yeah. then Mary's like, where are we going to go? And she's like, just drive. I'll tell you when to kind of, where to go and when to stop. And then they go to, like, East LA, which, I mean, I don't know anything about LA, but it's clearly, like, the rough part of town. Yeah. Or, like, viewed as the rough part of town by the rich people. And then it turns out they're going to the aunt's house. And then, yeah, so she goes in. And, oh, yeah, there's an intimidating-looking guy across the street as well. Mary's sitting in the car and she won't come in. <laughs> um, And some the guy, is, like, looks quite intimidating and keeps staring at her. And then she, yeah, she bumps into him on her way inside and he's like, relax, I'm not the barrio killer. And she says, are you homeless? And he says, no, are you? Boom! She is homeless. Yes, she is. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but he really got her good. Yeah, because she basically was being derogatory towards him, and he was like, you are literally what you're calling me. So, yep. They have to sit down for a bit, basically, and there's, like, loads of people in there, and I was like, to be fair, this would be really overwhelming. They've just moved into... They basically had to turn up with their luggage at the aunt's house, and, um... Their dad literally just died in front of them. Yeah, and now, like, they're sharing a chair because there's not enough chairs. Not because there's, like, two little chairs, as in there's so many people. Yeah. And they're all just, like, stood around talking at them, some of them in Spanish. So Mary says there's a gang member on your lawn. Uh, Aurelia explains that that's Bruna, her neighbour. Um, he comes in and she's like, I'm not tipping you. And he's like, good, because they don't take IOUs. Bites Chiro. <laughs> absolutely savage i love bruno so much he really knows he's the guy from that 70s show wilma vedera i think is her from name. where did you ever watch that 70s show that's what it's no. called that you're so like you're always watching these really old shows it's not that old it's got like young um yeah. ashton kutcher and yeah what's it called and mila kunis in it yeah that's quite old no, it's not. I mean, 1998, I suppose it's old, but like. Yeah, well, we were two. I wasn't be watching that when I was two, was I? Yeah, I mean. I'd be watching the tweenies. Then they kind of, they go upstairs, don't they? Nora gets up in the night to look in the mystery box that Carmita has given her. Um, and it's a bunch of letters from their dad to Gabe Julia. That have been returned, unopened. Hmm. Mary wakes up and there's like three builders just staring through her window. Yeah, that is creepy. And then uh, Bruno walks past and says, Buenos dias. And she says it back and he asks, is she learning Spanish? (laughs) Then they do go out to breakfast. They're on their way to breakfast. And Mary goes to get some breakfast and she asks how much fat is in the food. Yeah, the, the auntie says some joke about the fact that she's anorexic and the uh, the waitress describes her as a skinny twit, um, mm-hmm. which is just like, yeah, tick it off the bingo card. Um, so 
she's then the auntie goes on to Mary saying, "You're just like your mother." And, and Mary's like, yeah, she's great. <laughs> and and she's like, no, she was irresponsible and she always wanted adventure. And then she died in a car crash. Yeah, yeah you want adventure and then this is what happens. You just die in a car crash. That's the way it goes. Also, every time. I didn't realise the foreshadowing. Yeah. Anyway. Did you not realise that at the time? Well, not at the time because it's foreshadowing. Well, no, but I mean afterwards. <laughs> No, yeah, I know what you mean. No, I didn't. I didn't remember it at all. I, I as I was watching it, I was like, I bet something's gonna happen. Um, so, so they get home, and Tia is selling Mary's car, Mary's fancy like Beamer. She, she's like doing a deal with this guy on the street, um, and then he's like, oh, take that too, and she's like, she sells Mary's Prada bag, like, and Mary's just watching on, like, no. Yeah. <laughs> And um, it's like they've got absolutely no like sympathy for them. No, well, I don't know that I would because it's a Prada bag. Yeah, but also like they have just lost their dad and everything they know. Yeah, it's true. I mean, yeah, I might let her keep the Prada bag, but also they're like housing her for free. Yeah, like um, they themselves don't have a lot of money because I don't think she even gives the money to Mary. It's like this is my money for. Yeah, because because she's like. Feeding and clothing them and taking them in. Like. Also, she she kind of does it. There's like, she gets a lot of money for this, but it's also like a pie exchange. And um, she gets, she gets like, another car for Mary. Yeah, like a rust bucket. Yeah. With a wing mirror falling off. And then Edward uh, Ferris turns up with a U-Haul van. <laughs> um, and uh, Aurelia thinks it's emigration. Yeah. <laughs> so... And he's like, hey, um, here for Nora. And she, she goes, I'll ask her if she is here. I so, like that, though. This is it's a very classic, good line. Classic Aurelia. How do you say her name? Sorry. Aurelia. Aurelia um, attitude. It turns out Edward's brought all of their stuff, including the Bush dad. Um, and also the painting of their mum, which, and then they're just like, where are we going to fit this gigantic painting? Well, um, as soon as he brought the furniture, I was like, there is no room in that house for that furniture. Where yeah, you clearly have no practical, like, it's a nice, you know, it's a nice gesture, but what are they going to do with all their furniture? Yeah. And then um, he's like, Nora, what are you going to do? And she's like, I'm going to get a job. And um, he's like, we're hiring. And she's like, no, I can do it on my own. So he goes and gets her a newspaper. Yeah, she's like, he's like, how are you going to do it on your own? And she's like, look at the classifieds. And he's like, well, here you go. He just hands her a newspaper. And I literally was like, well, obviously his job's in that newspaper. Is she an idiot? Yeah. <laughs> and But he asks her, he asks Nora how she's, like, how she's adapted so well to this new life. And she just, she's like, I'm a cockroach. And he's like, what? And she's like, you know, I'm just like survive the apocalypse. I'm very adaptable. Yeah, she's such a little weirdo, isn't she? She is a bit, yeah. In the middle of the night, um, Bruno fixes Mary's car, which is quite sweet. Nora applies for a job, a new job. Um, she's got the job. She's going to the job. Mary's driving her there. Yeah. Um, well, she's dropping her off at the bus station. She says, "Don't steal anything." To um, Bruno, he's like, "Do you think all Mexicans steal?" And she, and Mary goes, "I don't know. I'm not Mexican." And he's like, "Uh, yes, you are." Look in the mirror. I just thought it was like what they've done is quite clever. Yeah. In the sense that she doesn't see herself as Mexican at all. She sees herself as American despite 
both parents being Mexican because she was born in America and she grew up very American. Yeah. And I was like, it's just really interesting, like, evolution. Like, they kind of acknowledge that because she's like, well, I'm, Mer- I'm American, which she is. So, yeah, it was just, I don't know, more than I was expecting from the film. <laughs> Same. Um... She drops off um, Nora at the bus station and she's like, oh, my God, you're going to get stabbed or whatever she says. She says something along those lines. Um, and she just, like, immediately Nora gets chatting to people on the bus. And, one of- and then she starts chatting to these two ladies. And one of the ladies starts crying. Um, and she's like, what's going on? And she, the, her friend translates and says that she's been fired because also Nora, they're talking in Spanish. Nora doesn't know Spanish. It's another instance of that. Um, and the lady says she's been fired from her job without warning for stealing a mop or something. Yeah. She gets to her new job and the receptionist was like, wow, you managed to get to the 28th, no, the 26th floor very quickly. Like basically suggesting that she slept her way there. Yeah. Um, and then it turns out that her job is for Edward. Edward is her boss. Meanwhile, Mary has gone to college. She's at college. Um, and that's part of the reason, like, Nora's dropped out of school to work so that Mary can continue at college. Mm. And um, she's gone to, like, a, a lit class, an English lit class. And um, nobody had read the book. And she was like, this is, and this old guy's like, this is why I'm going to get my new TA to talk to you about it. And out comes um, this... I suppose good-looking Latina man. Yeah. And um, he's. I think the author is Latina as well. I believe. From what the, the author book. of the book, yeah. Book is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't and, sure. Um, he obviously describes. He describes the plot of the book, and it's clearly like this incredibly like romantic story. And she. Yeah, and he's talking about it really passionately. Uh, she's talk- Mary's talking to someone next to her who says, I heard his father is an ambassador for one of those countries with fruit flies. <laughs> and I'm like, which which countries are we talking about? I feel I like... Literally the UK gets fruit flies. Mary is like... Obsessed with this guy who's called Rodrigo. At the end of class, he's like at the front kind of talking to Sheila. So she goes... And asks him, because he's done this really passionate, where I think he's, like, calling out the name of the woman in the in the book, like, reenacting a scene. And she's like, can you do that again? And then, then you cut, and she's immediately in his car. No, yeah, like, she comes on strong, like, immediately, and that's why I was like, you've got to admire her. Like, she's making her intentions incredibly clear. Yeah. And he's just like, wow, okay. Because she cuts another girl off as well who's talking to him. Mm-hmm. It's like, hi, I'm here, let's go. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, they're immediately in the car and he's like dropping her off and she gets him to drop her off at a fake house. Mm-hmm. And because um, she's obviously ashamed. Nora like gets home and Mary's like, how was your day at work? And she's like, oh, people were just weird and they were like staring at me. And I guess they're all just really unhappy. And Mary's like, that's why I'm never going to do it. As in work. <laughs> work. And I, like, I have a similar approach, but I'm disabled, so it's not the same. Mm. But, like, people, like, tell me how terrible their jobs are, and I'm like, well. So Nora has basically sets up a law clinic at the back of the bus, and she starts learning Spanish from them, uh, from the people that she's doing the law clinic with. Uh, and then Nora goes to tell Edward about her case from the bus law clinic. 
And he's just like, oh, you don't earn any money from these cases. And she's, like, trying to persuade him. And then he's just like, eh. And then he gets a call and they're all waiting for him in the lobby downstairs. And he's like, So he's like, yeah, okay. They clarify that they were all fired the day before they qualified for benefits for taking mops from the job that they were cleaning for. Rodrigo is talking to Mary in the car about a house that he always dreams of, which is just like, this is like the tiny book of sonnets, like, telling me about a house you dream of. Fuck off. <laughs> I mean, tell me about, like, a funny dream where, like, I don't know, you pissed in a golden toilet. That is one of my friend's dreams, actually. So so anyway, and then she's like, oh, I have a house that I dream of. Um, it's my old house. Uh, and he's like, oh, I love California. Uh, oh, they kiss. And he, he, wants, he says he wants to buy a house in California because it's so decadent. Um, and Mary tells Rodrigo that he should buy her old house. Yeah. Also, there's like just this weird power dynamic because he's her TA. Yeah, just he just really shouldn't. I mean, it's not illegal, but think about it. So we're at the girl's old house with the sister-in-law, like Gabe's wife, Olivia, who's prepping this woman called Lucy. Lucy is played by Carla Souza, who's in How to Get Away with Murder. Ooh. Um, I did not know that. We are introduced to this woman called Lucy. Olivia is basically prepping her to marry Edward. She's like, if I'm going to get you to marry my brother, she's really rude to the workers. Olivia, Lucy, not Lucy. Olivia. And Lucy's like, basically, like, have you tried being nice to them? <laughs> like, they might work harder for you if you were nicer. And Olivia's like, there's a fine line between niceness and weakness, and I and never cross it. And she's like, if you want me to get you to marry my brother, you have to learn. Yeah, I was like, Jesus. And then she goes to Gabe to try, who's like watching a video of his father. And she goes to Yeah, Gabe. it's like a mariachi band, isn't it? And then um, he's looking at photos of his dad and the girls. Yeah, and she goes in to try and get him to tell the construction workers off. And he just kind of laughs at her. She's like, you have to stop this obsession with your father. I'm like, Christ. After she's rude to Gabe about apparently being obsessed with this father that he never got to meet. <laughs> that literally just died. And um, he's obviously had no connection to his culture. Um, we cut to the cleaning ladies gains traction because of something called third party evidence. And they they realise that the company hasn't, hasn't been paying them for the hours that they worked. And they've got time sheets that mary asks i think there's some kind of party and and mary like show asks uh her tia to make her a dress from vogue like because oh, yeah. she's like oh yeah do you want us to make you a dress and so she just gets vogue magazine and is like can you make me this and like yeah 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 we can do that Yeah, because they they kind of do like sewing in the living room it's also like a mexican independence day party Bruno's going to help do all the decorations for the party and, like, make it all up. And Mary's like, you won't be able to make it look beautiful, which is just a weird thing to say. <laughs> no, yeah, because then he's like, I bet you I can make it look beautiful. Yeah, he's like, if I make it look beautiful, you have to give me a dance. So she's like, that's a deal. And she gives him, like, a limp, awkward handshake. And then it's, like, this weird moment of tension. Then she's like, I'm late for my manicure. After the... Asking Tia to make her a dress. Tia asks her to invite her boyfriend. Oh, uh, she yeah. says, do you have boyfriends? And, and 
um, Mary says, yeah, I do. And she says, okay, invite him. And Mary laughs. And Tia's like, are you ashamed of us? Um, and she's really mad. And she's basically like, your dad had many flaws, but he was always proud of his family. Yeah. So then th- then we click, we move to the uh, law firm again, and they're taking on the fraudulent bosses. Yeah, and basically... The bosses are super smug and they're like, you ain't got nothing on us. And then basically they just bring evidence after evidence up of what they've done. Yeah, they're like, oh, well, like, we're, you know, they, a lot of them are like illegal immigrants. So we'll just call the the INS on them, which I think is the immigration services. And then um, they're like, oh, well, we've got these time, these fraudulent time cards. Um, So if you call the INS, we'll call the IRS slams cards down on table yeah and they're like oh shit because they're definitely like dodgy as fuck so yeah so they're like fine you win um and then edward's like looking at nora so in love and then she invites him to this screaming party yeah um if he can uh if he can brave the hood i don't know if she says that but if she if he can like deal with the the area um it's and he goes Oh, it's amazing the things one does for love of public good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, Edward, you're such a nerd. Um, And then, so then Mary is talking to the Rodrigo, the TA, and she finally kind of tells him, wait, no, he, she drives. Yeah, he's, she's like, drop me off at this place. And then he's like, so what's this? And she's like, it's actually my house. And then she admits to the fact she's been lying about it. Um, and she's like, oh, yeah, it's just I really like you and I didn't want you to see this. And then he sort of looks at her for a bit and then he kisses her. I think th- I said they kissed before, but I think this is the first time. No, they um, kissed before that. Did they? Oh, and then um, Bruno, like, walks past with the birds of paradise as they're making out on the car seats. Yeah. He doesn't see them, but it's like, oh. It's so sad. Then they go into the party and, like, Bruno's looking for her. He's holding a flower to give to her. She's introducing her, like, boyfriend to everyone and, like, just dancing with him and having, like, the best. And she's clearly, like, quite loved up. Yeah, Um, and he's just like that. And then he sees her and then he just kind of, like, is like, oh. And then she finally, then someone, one of the aunties wants to dance with Rodrigo. So she has to, she's like, fine, for like five minutes. And then she goes and finds Bruno and she's like, oh, you won. You've got that dance. And he was like, he has. Don't worry about it. You didn't lose. I did. And he takes back the flower. Because he's given her the flower and then. Yeah, he's like, I've already lost. And then, oh. So sad. Um, and uh, while this is happening, Nora is like traditionally dressed in like Mexican garb, and she's slamming some tequila. She's really letting loose this yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, because um, the cleaning ladies are there as well. Oh yeah, and Edward arrives. Um, <laughs> and she and is hammered. She's drunk as fuck, and she's like, <laughs> and, and Edward goes, "Geez, your aunt throws a kick in party," which is just the whitest phrase I've ever heard. <laughs> He's so out of place there. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. And then um, she's like, let me find you a glass. And she's just, like, talking incessantly in the kitchen while they're alone and, like, climbing on things. And he's like, oh, Yeah, and she's like, oh, you were so great 
when he slammed that card down the table. I wanted to, I wanted to, I don't know what I wanted to do. And then she gets down and he kisses her. Um, and she's, she's into it. And then like while they're making out, Mary walks in to get something and she's like, uh, I'll just go. Um, and then Nora like sort of, they, they sort of break apart and Nora's like, I, she's freaking out and she's like, I have my 10 year plan and I, I can't do this. Um, you know, I have got stuff to do. And he's yeah, like, oh, we can rejects him. <laughs> She's like, you don't even know me. And as far as I can tell, I'm just another girl who found an ad in your newspaper. <laughs> I, and then he's like, well, I guess it's time to place a new one then. Like, I know. No. I was like, he fucking fires her. Yeah. No, but then, no, he doesn't actually. No, no, but it sounds like he does. It does sound like, yeah, it does sound like that. And then she's outside, sat with Bruno. <laughs> yeah, just the two, like, rejected. two little sad, rejected lovers. Um, and um, they're just talking about how shit their life is. Well, I think he's like, when you play the game, knowing you're going to lose. Anyway. Yeah, sometimes you play a game even when you know you're going to lose. And then she says, sometimes you leave a game even when you know you can win. <laughs> I was like, fuck it out. We really and, did that as well. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then Bruno's like, well, I wouldn't leave that game. And she's like, hmm. Hmm. Good chat, Bruno. <laughs> good chat, good chat. Um, and then Edward goes to join dinner with his sister, and he's looking all sad. And um, and then Olivia's like, "Hey, this is Lucy." We cut to clothes all over the floor. Mary and Rodrigo are in bed. Yeah, they've clearly had sex. They um, had sex, and then um, Nora turns up to her desk, and it's been cleared out. Um, then she goes to the the front desk and they're like oh you've been promoted and also transferred so she's like right well I quit then which you know you don't really you're not in a position to be doing that really yeah, Nora. I know. she takes the moral high ground well not even the moral high ground she just takes these weird styles when um and it's like okay but you've been promoted you're getting a higher salary you have nothing yeah and then um Rodrigo is dropping Mary back off at the house and he's like, oh, by the way, I've got to go visit my family in Mexico for a couple of weeks. Also, sorry, before we get into this bit, this is a similar thing is also in Material Girls, yeah? Like yeah. a similar example of what is about to happen. I don't remember it ever being in Sense and Sensibility. So yeah, she doesn't know when he's going to come back. And he's just like, okay, bye. And you're already like, this is fishy as fuck. He's but never come back. Um, Mary's talking to Nora about how they're going to buy a house together and get engaged and it's going to be great. And Nora's trying to warn her about him because she's just like, you don't really know him. This is weird. And then she's like... Well, she's like, what's your game? Because, like, is it is it really that you like him that much or is it because he has money and you want that life back? And then she's like, is there anything wrong with wanting to be looked after? And then Nora's like, no, but it makes you a whore. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, man. I was like, Nora, what the? That was just out of nowhere. And then she calls her a spinster. Yeah, she's like better than a spinster. And so I then, not... be like, wow, Mary needs to work on her insults because I was fully shocked by Nora's. I know, I was flabbergasted. And then I was like, you've gone for spinster. Like, I could erect her. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, they part ways. But is there a bit where Marianne and Eleanor fall out in Sense and Sensibility? Um, I think Eleanor sort of says to her, like, you know, you don't understand 
like you think that you're the only one with problems but you have no idea like you can't like everything's not about you basically um, i think that happens i suppose they don't won't properly fall out in a jane or i mean ellen is never gonna call mariana whore well yeah that would be a world was in material girls but they weren't talking then either so then nora is like puts up a sign outside the house saying free legal counsel mm-hmm. in spanish um rodrigo you see this is where you can see it's like early aughts although it's 2011 so people definitely have home computers i think the idea is she didn't have enough money for wi-fi in that house so she has right to yeah that cafe so yeah, she um Mary's at the internet cafe and Rodrigo sent her an email saying he'll be away a few more weeks. Um Nora's made an inspirational pin board with the quote, You can't rely on personal relationships in the office. I know, I was literally like, where has she pulled that from? Where have you, <laughs> where have you found that? Like gosh. Yeah. Then they, yeah, they're ignoring each other. Um, yeah, I literally just wrote, they aren't talking. They're pretending each other don't exist. Um, Mary keeps going back to the internet cafe to email Rodrigo. He then asks her what's the house that she wanted to buy. So it almost feels like he's, he's going to buy it. Planning to... For her. Yeah, to kind of surprise her or whatever. Um, and then Nora comes home one day and... Tia's like goes to Mary and is like oh my gosh like she's gonna be really upset and then Nora comes home and they're like trying to break this thing to her gently but basically it's they've got an invite to Edward and Lucy's engagement in party yeah which god he moved quick didn't he I know man um and I was kind of like that's weird why would he invite her but I think that gets like clarified later on yeah um um, and she's kind of like in shock and I was like I always feel like when I got when I watched these as teens, I was always like, God, they're so dramatic. And then I'm like, as you get older, you're just like, the amount of, like, emotional turmoil you have to process in front of people as an adult. <laughs> and you're just, like, yeah. just sat there, like, eating your soup. <laughs> Crushed heart. Just trying to hold it together. Yeah, she's, like, sitting eating because uh, the auntie has made her some special chicken soup or something. Yeah. Bless. And then, um, she doesn't. She basically is like, I've got to go. And, um. She goes off to her room and Mary follows her and like they're still they weren't speaking up until this point, so it's like kind of Yeah. Um and she Mary's like, You have to tell him how you feel and she's like, It's too late. <laughs> um and then Mary's like, Well, we'll go together. Mary's like, I'll make you like look great, like it's gonna be fine. And then so Nora gets dressed <laughs> to go. She does look like she's about to attend a funeral. <laughs> And um, Mary's like, you gotta go get changed. And then they try- makeover scene. Yeah, so we get like a few different outfits, and like there's some that look better than others, but obviously the not. first one is this hideous dress with like shiny. <laughs> and then they sit along this one dress, and like it's supposed to be this big reveal, yeah. And I'm literally like, she's in a grey sack. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I mean, it's fine, but it's not like wow. She's no, all that reveal. Like, it's very like. Oh, like I don't know. Like, but in a way, I'm kind of glad because they don't totally like change her look because that's kind of depressing. If like she they she totally doesn't look like herself, but also yeah, no, I just thought they were gonna have a better dress. I didn't expect else. But um, so then they go to the engagement. Uh, yeah, and Mary's wearing that Vogue dress that she asked the cheers to make, and they've really pulled through with that. I was very impressed. 
Yeah, and then they arrive, and oh god, the staff now having to wear uniforms, and it just—they look like they're so weird and colonial. These yeah, like, it's very icky to to kind of see. Um, and then Edward sees them, and he's like, "Who invited them?" And apparently, Gabe insisted on them coming. But Olivia never thought they would turn up, so she no. So there's, and they're like, "Oh wow, you're surprised. We're surprised you're here." And they were like, "Well, we were surprised to have your invitation." And then um, I think Mary says to Lucy, oh, you're a le- very lucky woman. And um, <laughs> is like, how would you know? And then Nora's like, I would know. And it's just fucking I know. Well, she, Mary's like, he's a great guy. And yeah. And then she's like, how would you know? And, Ma- and Nora's like, I would know. And then she walks off and it's like, oh, my God, this is so awkward. Mary uh, wants to get Gabe Jr. to like, to distract him so that um, they Edward and Nora can talk. So she, like, talks Spanish to him so that Olivia can't understand. Yeah. Um, and then he, like, tells him that it's to do with their dad. Um, and she takes him downstairs to show him the letters. Yeah, in, in, in the dad's office, which he hasn't changed. Yeah, this is the, like, one thing that he's not changed about it. And then Edward walks off to find Nora. Um, and she explains, like, she was like, I haven't been able to count on relationships my whole life. Like, my mum died, and then my dad died, and but the one thing that I can control is my career. I was like, okay, Nora, but you do have a lot of privilege. Like, there are quite a lot of things you could control until just now. Yeah, but, but also he has a lot of privilege, so it's not like weird. Yeah, In a way, um, it would be if it was like Bruno. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, my life is hard. Um. And then she says, in a very Jane austen way, but I don't think this is in the book, I resisted you, not for lack of love, but because I was afraid of losing myself in it. Yeah, it's quite a sweet line. And then Lucy calls him away. He, like, looks at her for a long time, and you're like, what's going... Is he going to say something? And then he gets called away. And I'm like, come on, man, say and something. He, try and, he tries to talk. Yeah, he's, like, he's very Edward Ferris, and, like, Lucy just keeps calling him. And he's like, fine, I'll just go. And then, oh my god, I love this bit. Not like because it's like a nice bit, but because I was like, it's very like, it's just a good modern version of it. Yeah, it's good. It's very good. Um, Mary comes back up to the party, and then who does she spot? But fucking Rodrigo feeding a woman champagne. Feeding a woman. <laughs> like he's just he's tipping it into her mouth. And then, um... like not even from a height, but just like a baby. <laughs> and then um, she's like Rodrigo and then Rodrigo bold as brass is like hi Mary this is my wife Natalia and I was like no shame he's not no. worried he's not worried about Mary absolutely him at all just the absolute audacity of men just gonna do a call back to the last episode I was like this is psychopathic like, yeah man <laughs> he's literally just like hi Mary who I slept with and promised I literally asked about her dream house this is my wife and then he he reveals he's bought the house he's bought the fucking house for his wife like he's bought her house that she loves for his wife yeah I was like he's a fucking a a scoundrel a psychopath (laughs) a rake of the highest order the lawns in the shed in um the shed he goes because honestly i literally was like 
it, it's the well i'm just i just have to say that's the first time you've gone with my belongs in the shed and i'm just very i know i remember excited that. about it remembered um Finally. i'm just more like how he he's not worried about mary exposing him he's just like hey mary Lowe's, this is my wife Lowe's. and then um she obviously like she does a really good version like because it's that bit where uh, marianne sees him flirting with someone else and kind of embarrasses herself in the party. yeah but she's just like what the fuck and then um he's just like the wife's like what's wrong with her because like clearly like this is just her heart being broken in the middle of a party like realizing yeah. it was all a lie that she's that this house is produced like oh god to be fair i think that's a worse betrayal yeah so, man that happens to nora I'm like, like yeah. Nora almost like was a self fulfilling prophecy. Mary, Mary was like I called her Marianne because it's a very Marianne moment. Um, it is very. I mean, she's a great, she's a great like example of a modern Marianne. Yeah, like it's that privilege and getting kind of swept up in everything. Mary abandons the party, which I kept thinking she's just left Nora there. <laughs> Who yeah, no, I did think that as well. I was like, Nora didn't want to be there, but it's a very Marianne thing to do, isn't it? Like, getting concerned yeah. about your, like, Nora is that. She's, she's playing driver's license in the car. <laughs> this is a very driver's license moment. Yeah, and like, I feel like in love, you baby. And she's just crying, and the, it rains really, really hard. And um, then she, she looks at the lights, and then she can't get the car started again. <laughs> Yeah, she's she yeah, the car the car dies, she's sobbing. Uh she's like I was like, is she gonna die like her mum? <laughs> she finally she, she, just imagine the ending. I know, she, imagine she, that she gets out and just starts trying to walk, but obviously like it's pouring with rain and she gives up like immediately and gets yeah. back in the car and like she is very like to be fair, I was like, this is so dramatic, but also like you would literally be like, Fuck this. <laughs> like, yeah, man. I would be sobbing. Yeah, like she's just sobbing it's raining in the car when it starts and I was like the thing is like if she just thought oh yeah I suppose her phone's been disconnected but I was yeah like, if she just thought for a minute like you would just like go to a cafe or something and get someone to call someone but um she doesn't think she eventually gets the car started and then goes through a red light and then boom car crash Sad called it right. um, I called it um well I thought I did but she didn't die so so she's in the hospital, a community hospital in Ariest. Not nobody's paying for that. Yeah, um lots of candles and um Spanish prayer around her hospital bed. The tears are there. That like she's not she's not waking up and the tears are like, right, we're going to just do everything. So <laughs> they get they start saying stuff. It is in Spanish, but they're like holding the candle over her body they're doing some ritual cleansing so they've got some herbs they're like holding them waving the herbs and like chanting and, and Nora stuff is freaking out she's like oh my god they're gonna kill you i was like jesus christ Nora, they're not gonna she was like wake up wake up wake up just in case you die like with whatever they're doing and they're holding a candle over her head and then some some wax drips on her head and she wakes up and they're like we did it (laughs) we saved her and then um she arrives home in like a food truck is Uh, it yeah yeah it's like a food truck and someone's built a ramp for her which is obviously bruno it was bruno and he'd made and painted this like design on it 
Um, and she was like, well, he didn't come to visit me in the hospital. And Tia's like, you want everything, man. <laughs> Which is just like, yes. Jesus Christ. Let's... Come on, he just made you a ramp. Um, and then Mary, like, admits that she was really selfish when she first came to the area. And then she goes to visit Bruno. And she's... Um, and he's teaching kids to paint. I was literally like... Yeah, I was like, dang, this is some Colonel Brandon shit. Um, but, like, yeah, so Bruno's Colonel Brandon, if you didn't realise. Um, and then, yeah, he's tutoring kids outside. And it's like, all right, over, overdone slightly, he's but... Really uh, a gentle... he's, he's a good person, yeah. Um, and uh, she, like, is like, are we ever going to be cool? And he's like, well, why would we be cool? Like, you hate this, um, and it's my world, like, this whole thing. And she pulls out the bird of paradise, like, really crumpled up bird of paradise. And she's like, actually, it might be hard to believe, but I really love this world. And if she wasn't in a neck brace, she would probably kiss him. And the one thing I have to admire about Mary is she just goes for it. Yeah, but I also admire about Bruno. He's like, can you not do anything your fucking self? <laughs> and yeah. then, like, looking down and kisses her. And the children are like, ooh. Then Edward arrives in another U-Haul. <laughs> Robin Hood is back with a bigger truck. And the aunties are like, we cannot have any more fucking furniture <laughs> in this house. Like, they're mad about the U-Haul. <laughs> Just again. Um, we're going to have to find somewhere for him to put all this shit. And Nora's like, what? I'm not talking to him. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, I think the auntie's like, careful with the white boy. <laughs> and then he beckons her um, with like two fingers. And I just written here, I can only think about those horrible daddy TikTok videos. Did you ever oh see those? Oh my God, I was literally, do you remember that Tumblr video where it was like a man in a suit? Yeah, and then he just, you just see his fingers beckoning. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, you can see his head in it, and I was like, "Oh, that's a bit grim." And I remember one of our friends being like, "It's hot." I was like, "And that's what it reminded me of as well." Yeah, same. Thank um, you. I'm glad it wasn't just me. Um, and then he's like, "Hey, I need your help with something," and he opens the the van and there's tons of furniture, and he's like, "This is such a bold move. You really had to like count on this this really working because he goes." <laughs> Because there's a house that's being built opposite the auntie's house. Like it's, it's bright pink as well. Just yeah, to... yeah. Because well, all the houses there are like multicolored and stuff. Um, and he's just like, she's like, what's all this furniture for? And he's like, well, that one could be for your study. He's like, I I need you to co-sign this deed to a house that we bought. And I'm just like, he's just bought her a house. That's what's happened. He's just like, oh, I've bought us this house and we're going to live together in it. And she's just Yeah, this is just a bizarre proposal. And I was like, Christ, could you not go on a date first? Like, they literally had that one kiss. Yeah, man. You don't know if you want to get married yet. And then, like, that, yeah, literally. And then he says the line that isn't actually in the book, but the, my heart is... Uh, now that I am free to do so, to tell you that my heart has always been and always has been yours, um, it is actually quite romantic. I did feel a little like, mm-hmm. um, and then they kiss. I prefer um, Nora's line. She did it better. <laughs> Nora's whole, line. Um, it wasn't for lack of love. Oh yeah, that wasn't even in, that wasn't even in anything though. She just made that one up. Oh, I thought you said it wasn't in the book though. The no, other. it just no, it isn't in the book and it isn't in. A movie, as far as I know. The second line, though, the one that 
um the sec oh yeah the second one isn't in the book it's in the it's in the uh-huh. 1995 adaptation oh uh, well Bruno's just using Emma Thompson, former misogynist. Edward. Edward, sorry. Bruno would never. He can make <laughs> his own stuff. <laughs> um, and then we, so then they kiss, because so she's clearly like, yeah, let's do this. Um, and then they have the Mexican wedding. Yeah, they're in a wedding. Also, her sign for free legal advice is now her own house. Yeah. Mary is out of her wheelchair and is kissing Bruno. Yeah, they're all like dancing at the wedding and then um they start posing with the topiary of the of the, t- of the, t- the bush dad. <laughs> the bush dad. Bush dad is back. <laughs> bush dad is back, baby. And they're just like holding the hands of the topiary. <laughs> they're proper like I literally was like whose idea was this and why were they allowed to run with it? That is the end. I I I enjoyed it. Is Lady Catherine de Bourgh like that? Don't you know it's because she's a Virgo? Why is Mr. Darcy a twat, my friend? Can't you see it's because he's a Capricorn? Astrology Corner. Uh, Nora's a Capricorn. Obviously. Um, obs, obs, um. And Mary Pisces? Uh, no, I think she's a Leo. Oh, okay, yes. Yes, I see it. Um, Edward is like... I think that... Though I think that Mary... No, I think that Nora might have some Aquarius in her as well, because she's just like weird. She is weird. She says weird things like the beetle thing. Um. Yeah, cockroach. Cockroach. Um, I think that Edward is... Wishy-washy nude. I was thinking, like he—he's not a Pisces. I think he might be like um, an air sign, a Libra maybe. I think yeah. he's a Libra. Yeah, I'm clearly um, Team Bruno, so I'll be interested. Also, because he's all about justice. Yeah, Libra. he's so self-righteous. It's hard to like him because he's like just this rich, supposedly, like do-gooder and I'm like god it's so easy to be a do-gooder when you're rich though it means more if you don't have the means to do good yeah I mean I love Bruno as well but I mean I just found Edward like like you say like he's Edward so he he, yeah I mean he's he's just a bit annoying isn't he yeah like Um, he doesn't stand up like he doesn't stand up for anything in real life just only in like when he's representing someone yeah, and then he didn't want to do the pro bono stuff. Yeah. Um. So, what do you think Bruno is? Bruno is a cancer. Yeah, he's very tough on the outside, but that squishy little crabby meat, like you say. That squishy crab meat, baby. <laughs> uh, Rodrigo. Big part Rodrigo. Oh, he's a fucking snake, isn't he? He's, <laughs> uh, I think he's a Gemini. <laughs> He's a fucking snake. More Gemini. <laughs> what is a Gemini? No, I mean not all Gemini's. Hashtag not all Gemini's. But um, he's no. But it's the way that he's so like. Cult- I mean, he's because he's so intelligent, clearly, and like the way that he did all that analysis, and he's like so good at. He talks the talk, but yeah. then he's also just a two-faced little bitch. He is the actual psychopathy of him bringing his wife to that engagement party. In the house, just like, hey, here's my wife. I bought your house for her. 
like, oh my god, like, it's a one-two punch as well. Like, now, <laughs> boom, oh, here's my wife. <laughs> You're never gonna live here again, bitch. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Right. <laughs> and then he's, like, smiling as he says it. Like, a fucking assassin. He's just enjoying it. Like, his, oh, man. Like, he Sagism. That's why I was like, he must be a sociopath. He feels no remorse or even, like is even worried about what is going to happen to him. Yeah. He's poor white. Anyway. Um, British Papa is dead with Wilder. And then... <laughs> um, the aunt. What do you think the aunt is? The aunt? <laughs> she's, like, savage. Um, So I think she's a... Um, I think she might be an Aries. Really? Or a Virgo? No, Virgo. No, she's a Virgo. Yeah, she's a Virgo. No, you're yeah, right. I think so. She's got that like caring attitude, but also like she is not going to hold your hand. She's not taking any shit. But then the way that yeah, she absolutely and- reads Mary to Filth is like slightly <laughs> Aries. Yeah, well, maybe she's like whatever you say, like Aries rising. Yeah, although, no, I think, well, she's a bit more calculated than an Aries, so yeah, no, I think you're right, she's a Virgo. Yeah, and she doesn't do it unless it's necessary, to be fair. Like, she's not... Yeah. She doesn't... She. But like, it's just the way she absolutely savagely at her uh, brother-in-law's funeral. Mm. Was like, like, he was a drunkard, and here's his illegitimate son. He had yeah. And I'm just like, crap. And just talking shit about her dead sister, just like, no holds barred. So, I really enjoyed it in the end, if we're going to rate it. We're going to rate it. We're going to rate it. Rate it. Rate it. Rate it. Rate it. Rate it. Tit. Tit. Christ. I think I quite enjoyed it, actually. I really liked the twist on it that involved Mexican culture. So, like, that was a huge part of it. It was, like, we see Mary... Because at one point... Oh, yeah, because when she got, turns up to the party, Olivia's like, you're late. And um, Mary goes, we're Mexican. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I love the, the 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 arc, the character development, where it's like, we're not Mexican, to we're Mexican, baby. Baby. <laughs> yeah, like, I really <laughs> love that. And then, like... I don't know. I mean, the wild thing at the end with... Edward just buying her a house. Like, I just don't know why they did that. Because that doesn't. It's, it is just bizarre. It's truly bizarre. That doesn't even happen in Austin. Because also the the way that it happens is that actually, um, Edward is like penniless. He's been disowned by his family, and then Colonel Brandon gives him a living. And that's the whole point about Eleanor. Like she chooses to be with him, even though he's poor, and then everything works out in the end. Yeah, because instead of Edward Ferris coming to buy Eleanor a house, like completely different storyline. If like Edward had been disowned by his family, but Bruno was going to help him set up a pro bono thing in the community or something. Yeah, man, just anything that would have worked, and he could have bought that house and lived in it, but still said he loved her. Like he didn't need her to be on the lease immediately. Yeah, like, he could have, I mean, the thing about Colonel Brandon is, I mean, no, sorry, the thing about, yeah, no, 
I was going to say the thing about Edward Ferris, but he doesn't really like, he isn't committed to do anything in the community really. It's just like, I'm going to be a vicar. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it was just a wild card. But honestly, I kind of think that touch of mad naughty's film. About yeah, that. like I kind of, it kind of did like, kind of excite me at the same time as me being like this is wild (laughs) it's like incredibly unrealistic and almost jarring because I'm literally like as a teenager even as a teenager to be like what like what's happening there's some things that you watch as a teenager and you just accept and then when you watch as an adult you're like wow that was weird and then that though I remember watching that for the first time and being like what like what (laughs) what is happening right now such a wild because there's no even conversation after that like she's talked at him and then he comes and he's just like i've bought us a house he also just kissed once that's all that's happened yeah and then she said that she was in love with him and then he goes off to his fiance and the next thing you know he's got you and he's moving her in signing the lease i'd find it dodgy i'd be like what are you hiding yeah, it's just, it broke? seems like some kind of m- mad... If that like, was in real life, he'd be scamming her. <laughs> if that was in real life... This is this is some kind of love-bombing madness. Yeah, it would be because like, it's like you know, Dirty he's... John, the um, con Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, if this was, like, reality, he would be Dirty John. <laughs> and it would be, like... Seems too good to be true. I mean, yeah, right. he's like, she said she doesn't want to, like, work for him, and then he's like, um, here's a a way for me to trick you into working for me and then I mean it just all seems pretty sketchy yeah but I mean I would say Bruno and Mary have a bit of chemistry because we always say chemistry is important yeah um I wouldn't say Nora and Edward I don't know except actually no when they do I think when they declare in their love they've got more chemistry than when they're trying to flirt they're just a bit awkward yeah, I mean, I think they're both awkward people, which is kind of the thing. Well, like, Bruno, like, my heart broke for him when he saw... Baby Bruno. ...with someone else. I really liked him. 7.5! I was going to say 7, and I was, I was quite low, but it's, like, it's fun. It's got chemistry. It's got depth. Um, It's got a few bum notes. But honestly, have we had an adaptation that hasn't? <laughs> There wasn't anything like offensive in it, which I mean, the bar is so low. But um, yeah, I mean, there was the eating disorder joke. Um, yeah. Oh, there was that actually. At um, one point, um, Edward says when he's at the party that Nora looks like Frida Kahlo, and then he says Salma Hayek, Frida Kahlo, and it felt weird. Yeah, he's basically just like, oh, the one without the eyebrows and stuff. Yeah. Like that's the whole point. I mean, that's not the whole point of Frida Kahlo, but that was Frida Kahlo's thing. I literally was like, this is supposed to be about Mexican culture and now I'm slagging off the way Frida looks, which is a whole, oh, I was like, way the point going over your head. But, um, yeah. and that kind of jarred me a little bit. Um, mm. um, yeah, so I think I would give it a, I mean, the thing, like, again, it's not like, you love this kind of movie. Like, I would give yeah. it a seven, like, because I think it was enjoyable but it was never going to be like, yeah, the most enjoyable film of my life because that's just not my thing. Yeah, and it's, I mean, there was elements of the ridiculous in that, about it, and no, and like, but then, like for example, it wasn't because I can I can get into the the spirit of like a funny rom com, like if it's like Finland. 
yeah like austin that i love that you know if you can make my heart flutter and it did a little tiny bit at the end but like that was i was un- i wasn't expecting it to the no. weird house thing i was like okay well here, here we go just buy me a house if you ever want to like romance me just buy me a house millennial dreams <laughs> yeah um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I felt like I didn't expect to feel as much empathy for the characters as I did. Like, I genuinely felt for them when they... Yeah, it was like, you know, because the thing about Material Girls, it was so, like, one-dimensional. These characters are just both very, like, kind of sassy and... um, Caricatures. Caricatures are, like, very privileged, and it was like, that was it. With this thing like I mean even in material girls like terrible things happened to them but like there wasn't any real I don't know there wasn't any like dimension to the whole character development um so yeah I thought that they did a good job with what they did um it would have been great if they didn't you know make jokes about eating disorders uh and stuff but like I I hate to say other than that but it Mm. wasn't it wasn't as like compared to some and, other like, that's ones. The thing, I, suppose, I don't know whether it's because we went into it bracing ourselves, but um, yeah, I was expecting it to be worse. Yeah, which is really not a great compliment. <laughs> but um, no. yeah, no, like it it had funny. It 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 had funny. It was funny, and it had it heart. had funny, and it had heart. yes. And I the thing that I particularly enjoyed about it was the kind of thing about embracing Mexican culture, yeah. like looking at privilege and but like not in a way that really like demonized I mean like I think that um Mary got shit and she was like deserved to get shit but she also it wasn't like ah uh, look at this one-dimensional character and she's gonna like totally change her personality by the end because yeah it was like a very gentle approach which I kind of enjoyed like it's a gentle film like yeah she gets shit but it's always kind of like her in a safe space apart from obviously Rodrigo who obviously fucks shit up and then we can blame him for the car accident <laughs> yeah even though he was not there and it was not his fault but um like I yeah, love like, tears it, I love um yeah Carmita is that her name yes the community um just the whole thing about almost like this really because sometimes when films do this, even if they have good intentions, they can sometimes, I don't know. They do romanticise it. Romanticise it or caricature it. Like, and yeah. sometimes both. They can just create a one-dimensional view of a culture. But it was like, there were just loads of different elements to it. And it was about them embracing it. And kind of, also in their different ways. Like, I don't think mary learned spanish but she embraced the culture more when nora was much more about no she did learn spanish because she said something in spanish to gabe jr and then also an interesting thing actually is um edward can speak spanish and yes was surprised and she's like i grew up in la where clearly there's like a high latina um what's the word population population yeah and so like it is expected that white people should be able to like yeah like like you should be able to speak spanish like it's that thing of just being like aware yeah in your privileged bubble like because i think she literally goes why would i ever have to speak spanish <laughs> and then she's like you're fucking mexico i'm on the fuck and she's actually like well i never spoke to anyone else who could speak spanish so 
Yeah. And they're just like, what? But I do think that's also, like, an interesting point that people don't really, like, you know when people are like, how the fuck do you not know that? And it's simply they've never had to. Yeah. And it's sometimes it's just as simple as that. Like, it's not necessarily their fault, even, until you're an adult. But if you're, like, an adolescent, it's not your fault. Yeah. It's your world that you live in. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing that I liked, was, like, Mary got to be a character that had character development rather than it being, like, oh, she was terrible. And she was so that's au revoir from us. Check us out on Instagram at austin underscore translation underscore pod or email us at austintranslationpod at gmail.com. Au revoir.